From our headquarters in Oslo, Norway, and on behalf of our host, Robbie Peralta, welcome to the Mnemonic Security Podcast. Shortly after recording the drones episode from last week, I ran into a colleague of mine who had a funny looking device. It's called the Flipper Zero, and has a cute little dolphin on it, and markets itself as a portable multi-tool for pen testers and geeks. It loves hacking digital stuff, such as radio protocols, access control systems, hardware, and more, and it's fully open source and customizable, so you can extend it in whatever way you'd like. So, what does little Flipper have to do with drones? Pablo Encinas. Yeah. Pablo Ruiz Encinas. Pablo Ruiz Encinas. <laughs> yeah. That's Bienvenido it. al podcast. <laughs> again. <laughs> hey, nice. Again, yeah. <laughs> Not any better than last time. Uh, so thank you for hooking us, up, hooking us up with Mario last time. Yeah. Uh, interesting episode. And we had, a, we had a chat, me and you, after that episode. And I was like, yeah, wait, what are you thinking? What did we leave out? Yes. Uh, and now we're, you're joined for a, a ghetto version of the Mnemonic Security Podcast. What's that thing? This is just a dolphin toy, kind of a Swiss Army knife for two-date hackers and also malicious threat actors. Mm. It's just as small as this, as, as you can it see. It literally has a dolphin on it. Yeah, it's a dolphin. And well, uh, what can this uh, little dolphin do? Well, this is uh, just a small device, a small hardware device, um, equipped with uh, NFC, infrared, uh, Wi-Fi modules, as you can see, a spectrum analyzer, RFID. Well, what have you used that for? Uh, for example, the elevator of the office. You can get it any far you want now with that thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, in fact, we can clone almost any kind of uh, cards like uh, those that we used here in at the office. Uh, but this is just one typical and easy use case. Imagine this kind of uh, small devices uh, linked to a drone and just dropping it to an insider uh, in a company, or maybe just a drone flying around a building with this attached. What do you think? It, it can, it could happen. <laughs> I mean, it's basically whatever you can do with the computer, except you can fly. So if you could fly, and you had your computer, that's the answer. With all your hacking tools, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the answer. Has that happened in real life yet? <sighs> well. Uh, sadly, I guess <laughs> we have to say yes. It's not that easy and it's not that cheap to um, build uh, a usable um, drone with all the, the tools and functionality integrated. But yeah, we have to say that uh, current threat actors are able to uh, spend thousands of dollars just uh, to to get their malicious purposes uh, achieved so yeah definitely we can say that this is uh, currently happening 
You said that you had a you found a case on the internet where because I asked you to look like yeah the the other day uh, I think it was three four five days uh, days ago, um, I was reading Twitter you know this read uh, Twitter reading late night <laughs> and yeah I I found a a thread from a guy who was uh, doing a step by step review of uh, how his personal uh, case was and it all uh, started with just a confluence server uh, doing transmitting uh, weird communications and weird traffic in the network maybe you, I, uh, a user fucking up the system or mm. <laughs> whatever but yeah but this guy decided to um, start some kind of research and he ended up uh, connecting some dots and what he realized in the end was that in the building in the b ventilation uh, pipes there was a drum with one of those one of these and mm. also a, a hack 5 which, which is a, another kind of similar hardware device uh, do you know, remember what kind of company that was you said it was an IT company yeah I ah. think it was uh, an IT company uh, from Maybe the U.S. or Canada, Canadian. Yeah. I don't remember the exact detail. So they flew a drone into the air ventilation pipes. And they found that the the only purpose of this threat actor was to infiltrate Network. that drone in the building and start to sniff some, somehow. Did, that, did, that, uh, uh, did, he catch, did he stop it, this, this guy that wrote the incident response paper? Well, I have to say that um, this was... After compromise, so, well, the guy uh, managed to understand what happened uh, during the whole process, but yeah. it was late, late. Okay. because the threat actor already had confluence. Uh, a confluence server and some credentials for uh, internal users oh. that was were being reused for uh, moving laterally mm. through the internal network. Um. But yeah, that the, the 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 thing that was especially interesting for me that's, that uh, was that a threat actor is willing to pay fifteen thousand of dollars just for a Compliance. one one mm. shot attack. Foot in the door. Yeah. I mean, this is evolving <laughs> so fast. Mm. I mean, so uh, and that drone uh, Mario and I discussed about it. Like, if if he, if that person which they probably didn't, just bought it from the store, that would have like their license plate on it. If I went and I bought that drone and I did that, they'd be like, Robbie, you're an idiot because obviously this is your drone. But those that third actor probably built it themselves and so they'll never find out who yeah, was the, 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 the thing, for example, what they usually do is to customize the drone. And what is customized? Well, it's basically to avoid the official uh, mobile app to um, mm. uh, drive the drone. So those bootleg versions of the real app? Yeah. Well, you can find um, unofficial versions, but the most typical thing uh, case, I think, is uh, people just programming their own mm. uh, application. It's not that difficult. It's just an application to communicate in some uh, specific band mm. and a GUI mm. to press buttons, basically. Yeah, right. And you could probably find that on online for free. Yeah, I'm for sure. sure. For yeah. sure, there are 
open source yeah. um, mm. tools right. made by the community that you can mm. use, reuse for your device. So this um, is happening. This was like something I was like, at the end of the next episode, I was like, oh, now I'm talking about something that's really not like, not something to worry about because nobody's doing it. But last week, right? So, and that means that somebody, I mean, obviously that company who they hacked, they had much more to gain. They would have made a lot more than $15,000. So they were willing to take that cost of $15,000 to go for it. That's the thing. I wonder if they had it. Yeah. We'll see if they actually made the money. But um, <laughs> uh, as of today, as of yesterday, drones are in the media every single day pretty much. Uh, yesterday, which was the yeah, 13th of October, there's observed drones flying over gas, uh, Lake, whatever that is, gas facilities in Norway. And those gas facilities are critical to the gas being delivered to Europe right now. Yep. So that is uh, super duper scary, and that makes me think. Um, yeah, the you know the police went out there with guns. You know, we see in Ukraine every single day. We hear about it. Both Ukraine and Russia are using drones against each other. But you know, yeah, drones that we're talking about are those being used as weapons? To your knowledge, or yeah. how are those being used in the war? Yeah, well, from what I have read so far and. Uh, seen uh, out there in the social media, is that there are mainly three kinds of drones or usage for for drones in this kind of uh, conflicts. One is suicide drones flying just to um, collapse, co um, uh, make a collision with I don't know a facility, a, a vehicle, or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, critical infrastructure, whatever, and just to cause sabotage. So it's literally a drone with an uh, explosive on it, and yeah. they just fly right into it. Yeah. yeah. That's all. There are also what I call delivery drones. For example, if we take a look at uh, mercenary and contraband uh, use cases, typically it has the drones have um, weapons or drugs. Uh, in this uh, scenario of, of uh, war, weapons, yeah. also weapons, even payloads or bombs mm. to drop over uh, mm. tactical areas. And do that. you know what the um, do you know like uh, how they can counteract them? Like uh, I know that they've been shooting at them. Well, there That's are one way to do it. I guess. There are several ways of counteracting counter shooting drones. It's called, I think, kinetic. Kinetic, uh, yeah. Mm. Kinetic. Physical force, yeah. Yeah, it's used to shoot uh, the drone and and try to uh, take it down, mm. or even um, try to launch a net to capture the mm. the drone, mm. things like that. And it's not that secure. Why? Because uh, I can shoot a drone in the sky, and that drone still gonna fall. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> has to fall mm. <laughs> somewhere. So it's not that. Especially good. if it has a payload on it, like an yeah. explosive. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So what um, uh, governments and private companies are focusing their resources on is on developing what it's called uh, counter UAS systems, which are typically software or hardware uh, devices that can, for example, try to um, capture, hijack, the communications between the operator and the drone, and just uh, take the take, take it over, take it over, and land it safely, or just 
basically uh, transmit uh, in some specific uh, frequency band in order to um, disable the commands that the operator uh, the is original sending. Operator. Yeah. 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 So basically, <coughs> those uh, those systems will just do some of the stuff that Flipper is doing here, and like take it over the communication and. Uh, Take or, it over. Or basically, yeah, floating the frequency band and just collapsing basically the, mm. the communication between the original operator mm. and, and the drone. Yeah. Well, it seems that that drone certification you took is uh, coming in handy or will be more important in the future, I guess. Well, I have to say that uh, since I uh, did that course and I passed everything, uh, I don't know if it's because of Google listening and taking notes of everything we do, but yeah, I have to say that I'm uh, looking at a lot of resources uh, out there regarding drones. And yeah, mm. I'm starting to uh, realize that, hey, these things that I just learned by... For fun. Yeah, for fun. Mm. <laughs> Uh, maybe not that uh, far in time is gonna be some kind of fun, but also profit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, know yeah. it's evolving. It's evolving so much. Uh, not that funny to see that the main purpose is for war. military war, mm. uh, and basically to cause damage. Can't we just take pictures and have fun? But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The answer is no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that should be the. The use case, or well, you can use for hacking and um, collapsing things, but in a controlled way, for example, as we do here for yeah. red team exercises. Mm. That's that could be funny uh, yeah. too, and it also helps to push the research and the technology. Right. But well, yeah. one thing's for sure: drones are here to stay. Well, I think, I think, I think yes. Yeah. I think yes. It's it's not a cheap um, hobby. <laughs> hobby. No. I mean, especially if you wanna use it for this kind of Purposes, of things. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I think that's the main reason uh, why we don't see every 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 day in all cases drones being used. But I told you, people is willing to. Mm. Uh, people are willing to pay thousands of of dollars mm. so this is happening right now yeah. so i think that definitely uh, drones are here to to stay <laughs> yeah. well thank you for your time pablo uh, and uh we will see you around yeah. have a good weekend cheers for you too man and keep your flipper away from me yeah <laughs> <laughs> ciao well that's all for today folks thank you for tuning in to the mnemonic security podcast if you have any concepts or ideas that you'd like us to discuss on future episodes, please feel free to hit me up on LinkedIn or to send us a mail to podcast at mnemonic.no. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.